Welcome to the NLP View with your host, Donna Blinston. Each week, Donna will explore how the techniques of NLP can help improve your personal and professional life. And now, here's your host, Donna Blinston. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the NLP View. On today's show, I am joined by the inspiring Marion Diaz, author of the best-selling book, Why Did the Cancer Disappear? Become Free from Cancer and Promote Health. Neuro-Linguistic Programming, NLP, is an applied psychology, providing a series of tools and techniques that investigate and review the circumstances that have created an individual's current reality. NLP enables the individual to be in charge of their own circumstances and take full responsibility for the events in their lives, rather than being the result of the events that have happened in their lives. NLP empowers people to change and to choose how they want to respond to any given circumstance. In Marion's book, she describes her personal experience of overcoming cancer, raising awareness and emphasising the importance of preventing illness, promoting health and well-being by taking responsibility for ourselves and actively participating in our healing. So I would like to welcome to the show Marion Diaz. Hello, Marion. Hello, Donna. Hello, everyone. How are you today, Marion? I'm great. Well, it's wonderful to have you on my show today, Marion. Oh, you're welcome. It's Well, the pleasure's mine and our audiences. Your experience and your expertise certainly will make people think and assess their own role in their health and well-being, which is what the show's about, really, so the honour's all mine. Before we start, Marion, would you mind uh, telling our audience a bit about yourself and your background? Okay. Well, um, I got into alternative uh, therapies, including NLP, as a result of being extremely stressed out from my previous job, which was working for the official receiver. <laughs> um, and to deal with stress, I started looking for coping strategies. And that's how I ended up with first hypnosis. And the next step was very, very natural for me to go for NLP. Um, And I've never looked back. And I decided after I had my training in 1997, I'm going to get out of the mess (laughs) Mm -hmm. and um, started to train in... um, went on to do all the way to my trainer's training in NLP, hypnosis, and timeline therapy. And then decided to um, set up, you know, that's what I wanted to do. Uh-huh. It was a stepping stone, but everything has a place and uh, that experience. Um, I learned a lot what not to do, just as much as what to do. Uh, NLP, and I recognized the importance of communication in our lives. Um, yes. You see, often, um, I can't remember the the numerous occasions when I was sent on these communication courses. And the thing is, by the time you're back in the office, you have forgotten. And I believe the reason was um, they teach you how to communicate with others, but they completely ignore the fact that we all communicate with ourselves. You see? I couldn't agree more. Yes, and it was getting into NLP that made me recognize the importance why the, those communication courses never worked. 
So it was an important revelation for me. <laughs> yes, I hear you there. It was a, hu a big learning for me as well. Yes. A big learning. So I went on from NLP. I started training. I started assisting a lot as well because I wanted, I'm just not someone who just go for the training and then set up, I want to learn more. Yes. And sometimes as an observer, so I did a lot of assisting um, where I trained and um, to get a really good feel for it. And then only when I, as a result of my experience, I really began to realize I knew so much more than I thought I knew <laughs> because it was automatically, I was using it without realizing I was using it. So, um, yes, I went on to do quite a lot of, um, I studied in Hawaii, the Hawaiian energy healing. So they are all um, interconnected, you see. You need NLP, whether you do therapy, whether you do business, whether you do uh, education, teaching. The basic thing is communication, and that's what NLP is all about, right? Yes. And reaching not just on the surface level, at the conscious level, but the unconscious level, and assisting and facilitating learning and make it interesting for the listener, for the student. So, um, and it's fun. <laughs> it is. It is. It's absolutely fun. And it's so, it's such a versatile tool. You can use it. Um, well, basically, it's because we have to communicate with ourselves and others. So, of course, NLP comes in everywhere. It does, and you cannot not communicate. Even if you don't say something, it sends a message, because more of our communication is non-verbal. It's, it's in what we don't say that is often the bigger message than actually the words that we say, say ourselves. Absolutely. And the thing is, you see, I I attended quite a few seminars uh, with um, Dr. Deepak Chopra, and something that really I got the the point across uh, about communication was I realized that about the fact that the mind and body are connected, right, and they communicate with each other, and mm -hmm. Dr. Chopra puts it very very succinctly about. Um, the fact that every cell in our body is eavesdropping on our thoughts and our words, not just what we speak, but what we think, the beliefs we hold, you see? So I began to recognize the significance of this. I've never, ever forgotten that, um, that important factor. <laughs> it's something that I've recently, well, not, not so much recently, but over the last, couple of years I've looked into more and more so I'm, I'm continually looking into it really yes. of how there's so many studies now that have been done that show that um, especially people who've had um, either testicular cancer for men or ovarian or um, breast cancer for women yes. when they look back through their history and events that have um, happened over the uh, previous few to five years yes. they've all lost what would they perceive to be the fruit of their loin? Yes. Whether that be a business, a car, a child, yep. they've all had something that's had a significant emotional event. Yes. And when you when you look through and look at the what they're saying in the therapy sessions, they're all the language that they're using is all referring to 
the loss that they've had or the trauma that they've had with regards to the, the fruit of their loin or their baby, their whatever it is. It's that, that's where that's where I guess the cells are eavesdropping. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think um, the work of Dr. Hammer uh, made a significant contribution to this. Um, I had the, the fortune, good fortune, to come across his material and study it. So um, it just reinforces what I have been gradually coming across, you know, about the mind-body. And in, from my point of view, the, the reason why most of the, the science, great as it is, um, really falls down on the fact that only treats the body and ignores the mind. And especially with cancer, you'll be lucky the very few who might be offered, might be offered counseling. And counseling may help them to kind of come to terms with the cancer, but it doesn't actually move them to do something about it. And so you literally hand over your body and mind to the experts. And, um, and of course, you don't take any responsibility for it. It's natural because that's the way we are used, we used to being treated. But with, uh, with learning NLP and coming from that background, you stand up and ask the right questions. You need to be satisfied with that is the thing for you. Completely, yeah. completely. Uh, which I found, and uh, it was a very interesting experience. <laughs> it's all linked with the psychosomatic words. Absolutely. And if I have an example for our audience on a, a smaller level, if you think of people who suffer with psoriasis, the language that they're using, it's often around how things will get under their skin. Yeah. Or something's irritating them. Yeah. It's, it's like it's an itch that they want to get rid of. And when you listen to their language, their, their, their everyday examples is filled with examples of what I've just said. So that's, for I guess, for our audience, really, to yeah. give them an idea. Could you explain your story to our audience? Because I think that, in, in and of itself, explains your book. Yes. What happened was, um, in 2005, most of 2005, I began to experience the symptoms, which I later recognized as the symptoms, um, such as, um, you know, excessive sweating, especially cold sweating at night, um, inexplicable tiredness, weariness, and most of all, very severe bleeding. And I did not pay attention. Um, and uh, it got gradually got really worse by about November 2005, and to the extent that I had to be confined to the bed because I was bleeding so much. And the doctor immediately sent me to the hospital for an ultrasound, and then um, the, the doctor at the hospital sat me down and explained to me that the the lining of the the womb, the uterus, should be no more than four centimeters, but in my case, it was over 14. And she told me that she couldn't even see anything beyond that and got me to have a go for a hysteroscopy and a DNC. Mm -hmm. And... After that, um, I was asked to come to the hospital, and it was like a, the shock of my life, because I've been very healthy throughout, you see, 
and um, and the, the, it was interesting from an NLP point of view that the setup uh, the doctor had in some ways is to their credit because they had all the support mechanisms handy, you see. They expected me to break down and have a good cry and, and they had what they call a cancer nurse sitting behind me. Yes. And two medical students. We do do that. And you can't help but observe because from the NLP perspective, you're taking in information all the time and you're processing it. And the doctor sort of said, well, we have the biopsy results, Marion. And then with a deep sigh, she says, I'm very sorry to tell you, Marion, I'm afraid you have got cancer. So, okay. <laughs> and uh, I... I can't explain to this day exactly what happened. I think my conscious mind just took off, basically. And I was looking up at the out of the window and saying, did I hear that right? So, um, and I found myself muttering to myself saying, I refuse to have it. And the doctor kind of looked at the medical student and said, pardon, I just told you, based on the, the biopsy results, you have cancer, Marion. And once again, I mean to myself, and what I was doing was, it's her reality based on scientific evidence, the cancer, it's a real, right? And I was telling myself, okay, in her model, that's fine, it exists. In my model, it's already going. It's disappearing. And I'm actually telling myself it's disappearing. And I was a patient from hell to the doctors, I'm very sorry to say. And how I got out of there without being certified, I would never know to this day. So then she 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 was really taken aback with my responses, kept looking at each other the whole time. And uh, I said, um, um, she scheduled me for surgery within at the end of the month, saying, if I if if we treat you now, you'll be you can you can expect to live about five years. <laughs> Ah, thanks very much. But and I, this once again comes from you know we make our own reality. No matter what challenges we face, at the end of the day, there's always something we can do. Choices we can make, no matter how the cha- how challenging the circumstances might be. And this is the strangest thing, um, because it was so automatic with me. Because I've, in training and working with clients, I have done it so often that my unconscious mind was just running with it <laughs> on an autopilot. So, um, so she asked me. She scheduled me for surgery at the end of the month, and I said, "Well, please don't waste your time or mine because I'm not going to be there." So she said, "Well, you're going to die. It will spread." So I said. Well, I didn't argue with her. I'm already, in my mind, silently, I'm cancelling these phrases that comes at me, that are thrown at me. I said, okay, cancel that one, and that one too. So in my mind, I was constantly cancelling all these negative stuff that's coming at me. And that was my my way of responding. There's no point arguing with the doctors, because they probably were doing their best for me, right? So there's no issue with that, but I have got to take responsibility for what I'm prepared to accept. I wasn't denying the cancer. 
I've already started doing something about it. So it's no longer the problem and being stuck in the problem. I've already started asking questions. Okay, this is the problem. Problem cannot exist without its solution. I wanted the solution. So my focus is on the solution from the beginning. It probably is the shock of hearing something like that. So my conscious mind wasn't arguing with that because I didn't know where it was. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. And that's a, a reality for a lot of people that yeah. I, I speak with. They have that go completely numb yeah. and they can't hear what's being said to no. them. No. It's often that they can hear, they can see people's lips moving, they can hear a muttering, yeah. but they can't make out any words Absolutely. or any meaning to what's been said to them. Yes. I, in my case, I purposely didn't want to tell even my family. I come from a quite a large family and I'm very, very close to my son because I wanted a clear playing field for what I wanted to do and I couldn't handle them being upset about me. So I didn't tell them. <laughs> and... Um, when I came out of the hospital, I think the cold air kind of hit me on the face and my conscious mind was back. And that's when I started a bit becoming a bit wobbly. Okay, you say you're going to do, what are you going to do? And the moment I came home, I took a little while to settle down and the first thing I did, okay, what can I do? The first thing is I've, I've learned this from both the, the Hawaiian energy healing as well as NLP. Uh, about reframing, of course, um, and reversing the actual word cancer because I had to face it and do something about it. But I thought I'll make myself more comfortable and I reversed the word to recknack. And every time I refer to recknack, it made me laugh. So I can see why. The word didn't cancer didn't apply to me because I was referring to a neck and my mind didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> but I knew in order to work on it and uh, then that made me, you know, the, the starting point, reversing it and I was in my mind because mind and body are connected and therefore I have already begun to reverse not the the meaning of the word cancer, you know? Yeah. So that was the beginning, and that makes it much more easier. But of course, everything I did, I used a lot of um, both mental processes, psychological processes, as well as tremendous amount of hypnosis on myself. I prepared, um, I drafted scripts for various things, and started recording and playing it. But of course, all those require language and the words, the impact. And this is where NLP was really, really useful for me to use clean language, you know, check out the clean language and the importance of the words. And um, the, the strange thing was um, I kept... I was under a lot of pressure from the hospital to um, go for the traditional treatment that they kept sending me letter after letter every month scheduling me for surgery until I 
continued to ignore it. But the brilliant thing was that um, once I started the work on myself, I stopped one by one. I stopped all the symptoms without so much as an aspirin. And I never realized until afterwards what I have been doing. <laughs> so I was very focused. I was determined. I shall live. This is my life we are talking about. This is my body. And there was no way I'm going to dump toxins and do it under any circumstances because it wouldn't apply because I will get well. Yes. You know? So um, a few months later, Seven months after the diagnosis, unfortunately, my son found a letter from the hospital saying, you're going to die. And guess what? I was dragged in to uh, get a second opinion privately. Mm-hmm. Had all the tests done. And I was absolutely convinced the cancer was had gone. And uh, But when I went back for the results, that was the first time I was quite quite devastated, to be honest, because the doctor insisted, based on the biopsies, the cancer was not only there, but it had spread, and that I needed to have urgent surgery. And he immediately referred me back to the hospital. And uh, the, they got me in within the next four weeks, and um, I decided, as I had promised my son, I said, okay, I shall have the hysterectomy as recommended, but nothing else. And um, I was reluctant to do even that, but everything has a purpose, um, as I found out later. And um, they got me in within four weeks of the second diagnosis, um, and I was to go, as far as they're concerned, I was to start chemo the following week. But I didn't hear from them. And Christmas was coming, and I was really getting annoyed because they scared the hell out of you, and then they're silent. And um, I went down, and they sent me a doctor I'd never seen before to give me the results, and he was distinctly uncomfortable. And um, he said, Ms. Dias, I don't know how to tell you this, we have the delay was in contacting you because we sent all the results to Royal Marston um, to evaluate them because they have been comparing all the tests and biopsies and all the results, comparing them with previous ones, and they couldn't find any residue of cancer. <laughs> what removed as a result of hip, um, the hysterectomy, and they removed also 16 lymph nodes to boot, and they couldn't find any residue of cancer. Now, I was totally in shock. I found myself opening and shutting my mouth, and nothing would come out. (laughs) Understandably. Yes, because I'll tell you why. Because in my hypnotherapy script, I had been um, putting my outcome, you know, my future outcome, how do I know when the cancer is gone? And I imagine um, the, the, the consultant telling me, oh, Marion, can't explain it, but you can't find the cancer. Okay, the words didn't come out the same way, but it was close enough for me. Yeah, I, I would settle with that quite happily, Marion. <laughs> I would. Yes, and even then, I want to be convinced that I'm not, I wasn't listening to my hypnotherapy um, uh, CD, but 
um, I actually heard it. Yeah. I had to believe that. And only then that I actually told my family about it. So then I started, I wanted some explanations. What happened to the cancer? So it took me two years to get my medical records because I suppose they thought I was going to sue them or something. I don't know. Um, Eventually, both of them, both the consultants I saw, one of them kept referring to the, um, the one who was also had something to do with Royal Marsden. And uh, he wrote back and said, well, uh, surgery was the cure. So I wrote back and said, well, that's what are you curing? Me. I want you to tell me, can you please explain um, from medical science evidence, why, why wasn't there any residue of cancer in what was removed? Literally, within four weeks of the the second diagnosis, which um, insisted that the cancer had spread, yeah. and I have I'm still waiting. I have a feeling, Marion, you'll be waiting a long time before you get any results, <laughs> any answers from them. And I guess that's why your book raised so much controversy. Absolutely. And also why I respected your book so much, because it, throughout your book, despite the amazing story you've just told us, you, you're not telling people what not what to do, Absolutely. or not not telling them to ignore your medical advice. And you do emphasize that throughout Absolutely. your book. Absolutely, yeah. You're just sharing your experience and your thoughts, yeah. and you see, showing people the op- the options. You see, Donna, NLP is all about increasing choices right? Not reducing them. So, again, um, until you just mentioned it, that's what came to my mind, that it is all about increasing choices yeah. and uh, allow people to be exercise their flexibility, mm-hmm. right? Um, no one can know their body and mind better than the, peop- the person, uh, him or herself. So, yes. who am I to go tell them what to do? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So and the can the the experience of cancer, I realized that it was an enormous gift to me. Right? I learned so much from it. And you know, even the surgery, my family was quite cross about that that I was made to have this surgery under general anesthetic, three and a half hours of surgery, um, quite unnecessarily, but I told them, Well, Maybe now I have scientific evidence that I'm free from cancer. <laughs> well, yes, yes, it has, yeah, it served its purpose. Absolutely. So the way I now work has changed, and um, there are absolutely brilliant NLP trainers on bo- both sides of the pond, and I want to leave them t- to deal with that. And I want to do my workshops and retreats and offer them the tools and skills I had learned to share with them um, so that they can take responsibility for themselves, for their health, as well as healing, and mainly to prevent them in the first place and instead promote their health and well-being. You know, in, um, so it's about offering tools. So um, that's where I'm at at the moment. And that in your book, 
is an amazing starting point for that. Both as a nurse, I have gained so many insights and food for, food for thought yeah. throughout reading your book. And also as a practitioner of NLP and a coach, the the way you've used it personally has enhanced my flexibility for my clients. Oh, so it's it's um, a very very well a brilliant book. And for our audience, Marion, because our half an hour has flown by, <laughs> can you tell them how they can get hold of you, um, your website, and where they can buy your book from? Right. Well, it's available on Amazon. Um, uh-huh. and on Kindle as well, and um, also from my website. I have a website, uh, and it's called www.whydidthecancerdisappear.com. On the therapy one, which lists the things I do and the workshops and retreats I run, on wwwhypno therapeutics. It's Q-U-E-S at the end, .co.uk. If you Google Marion Diaz, it will come up anyway. And Marion, a huge thank you from myself and from all of our audience for joining me today on the show. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in. If you'd like to learn more about NLP, then tune in each week and also visit my website, www.donnablunston.com where you can pick up a copy of my best-selling book, Psychobabble, a straightforward, plain English guide to the benefits of NLP. You'll also be able to find out about my online webinars, the first one starting on the 9th of March. You'll also be able to subscribe to the NLP newsletter, which will give you more information about the up-and-coming shows, our guests, and how to find out even more information about our guests. So again, Marion, thank you. It's been wonderful having you on our show. Thank you.